Hey y'all, welcome to 2022. I'm just waking up. This is my first morning waking up in 2022. And so far, there haven't been any triggers. There haven't been any things that have made me lose my breath or gag and shock of what's happening around me. But then also, I've only been inside the confines of my apartment and I haven't let in any of the outside world yet. I kind of feel like, you know, when you see a space vehicle, like a space shuttle or something, land on a planet and they're all waiting inside, waiting for the computer to analyze the world outside to make sure that the air is breathable, the environment's safe, that some random creature is going to come and bite my face off. That's kind of how I feel right now because I haven't walked out of my front door yet. But who knows? 2022 could be amazing. Or 2022 could be a repeat of 2021, which was a repeat of 2020. Who knows what's about to happen, but I am excited to at least see if there are now flying pigs. I mean, a a year can make a difference in everything. Who knows? Anything could happen. But I'm glad that you're here for the start of 2022, the start of the new season of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. And, you know, I'm still going to be your host, like always. You'll be able to get into this whiny, nasally voice if you want to. And if you would love to do that, please follow me on all of the socials at Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. That's including TikTok. Yes, I do some tickies every now and then. And if you want to reach out to me by email, feel free to do so because the email address is still the same. It's Lifestyle gbb at gmail.com that's lifestyle g is in gay b is in black b is in boy at gmail.com reach out to me since it's the start of 2022 you can curse me out using exactly 22 curse words you go over 22 i'll stop reading you go under 22 i think you're not dedicated so give me 22 of your best curse out phrases and you know i'll read them on the show it'll happen Aside from that, y'all, I really hope everybody had a happy new year. I hope the start of your year is amazing. And I hope that you all love the new content that will be coming out for Lifestyle on a weekly basis again. It's here. Uh, My first guest, which I'm super excited to talk to you guys about today, is Mr. John Francois of The Anything Show. Now, you've heard The Anything Show on the podcast, but you've never actually heard John just here talking with me on a typical episode of Lifestyle. So I hope you all enjoy it. And there's more guests coming. A couple of adult workers, I guess you could say they are sex workers in the industry, People who I find very interesting and hopefully people who create content in movies and video games and all the things that I love to play, touch, and enjoy in my life. So again, if you like this podcast, y'all, follow me on the socials, rate, listen, and subscribe, and go hug a stranger today. Start off your 2022 by hugging somebody you don't know. If you're not listening to this in 2022, Don't hug somebody. I don't know what the world is like in 2075, but I feel like hugging is going to be out loud by then. So enjoy y'all and I'll catch you next week. Excited to have you on the show. Um, People have heard your voice, but they've never heard you speak directly to them through here. So introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself.
Sure. Uh, I'm John Francois. I am a commercial radio personality based in Vermont, and I'm also the uh, co-host and producer of the Anything Show with John Francois, available where you get podcasts. Um, I co-host every week with a certain person who I guess you know, Andrew. I think his name is Andrew Vandertunt. <laughs> so that would be you. Uh, and we just, uh, yeah, we just, you know, shoot the shit every week about uh, all things uh, quirky and pop culture. And, uh, you know, we, we just have fun. So uh, Facebook.com slash Anything Show. Instagram, TikTok at Anything Show Francois. You can find us on all those socials and we hope to have you on board. So I guess that's a nutshell of, of who I am, if that if that helps. That helps perfectly. Um, an important question. I ask everybody this. Do you wash your legs in the shower? <laughs> of course I do. And I find it very uh, easier than everything else for some reason. I don't know. And, 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 I, and, I, and I, think, um, I think there's just a very uh, uh, comforting feeling about washing my legs you know it's one thing to you know wash your arms wash your armpits but i noticed that i usually do a very thorough job of like soaping and washing my legs and making sure they're um they're good to go and i think it's because it's like a hairy leg thing (laughs) okay so you are on track with about 75 percent of america but there is a happily and proudful 25% that does not wash their legs in the shower. That's, that's disgusting. I don't, I don't, I do not get that. I mean, like the water, like, I don't know, maybe their excuse is, Oh, the water is running through my legs anyway. But like, no, your legs are part of your body. Wash them. The thought process. And I have friends who do this and they know exactly who they are. They feel that there's enough soap on the upper part of their body that once it rinses down to the <laughs> legs, it takes the dirt with it. Oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I, no. For some people, it could be a good thing. I, if you're into like smell, play, and those kinds of things, it can be great for you. But <laughs> you oh, know, Lord. but so aside from getting that, knowing how to follow you, knowing where you at, or John, is there anything that you want to share with any of my listeners that you feel is just important to your life, or just a fun thing outside of podcasting that brings you to you? Wow, that is a very deep question. Um, hmm. Well, if your listeners care, I uh, live in a house where there's seven dogs and five cats. So there you go. There's a we 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 but we, we we almost run a shelter here <laughs> with uh, me and my girlfriend and my best friend. So I would say that outside of what I do uh, for radio and podcasting, it. Um, it is a very furry, friendly home that I like to come to. And there's a certain, um, I don't know, there's just a certain uh, peacefulness and warm heartedness when you have that many furry friends amongst you and, you know, you just feel the love and attention from them. So, uh, you know, I guess that would be something that comes to mind. Okay. So you've got a fur baby collection over there. Pretty much, pretty much. Not my own doing. I mean, as I've told you, Andrew, I, it's it, my, my dog, Buddy, one of the dogs. That's actually my dog. And uh, when I moved into my girlfriend and best friend's place, all the rest of the pets, that, that's theirs. And we just became part of the family. So, uh, yeah. I'm happy to hear it. It's something beautiful with pets and people. It's an unspoken language that I don't think many people get. And... I know I love pets. People who listen to my show, I think they do. I hope you do. If you don't like pets, then I'm concerned. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just a love and companionship that they give you that is just unparalleled. I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, say if I'm like out and I'm stressed out about work or something and I just can't wait to come home and relax. Always at the forefront of my mind is, oh, God, it'll be so nice to just, uh, you know, relax in bed with my dog buddy and either take a nap or watch TV because uh, I know that he's going to be as mellow as I want to be when I get home and relax. So, yeah, I mean, there's just a there's just a nice, warm companionship that pets give you. And, and I just I just don't take that for granted. I'm happy to hear it. It's beautiful. John, you're my pet inspiration right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. You're, you're, you're my pet inspiration. Well, thank you. I we're talking about companionship and I think it's important that we get into some of these things because today's episode is a mailbag episode. I went through and snatched a couple of things out of the mailbag that were sent over throughout the year. Some of these stories are a little bit old. Some of them are new and I'm okay with it because the first one that I want to talk to you about is companionship. Mm -hmm. Um, Elon Musk has decided that his company Neuralink is going to be implanting brain chips in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going to be a close buddy for your brain, like right Mm -hmm. inside your skull. Now they're on the verge of perfecting this technology, at least according to Elon Musk. And this is reported by the Associated Press. So I'm going to take it as a grain of salt. I know it's a reliable source, but then also there are things that can be fabricated at times. Mm. But the goal is to actually get these brain chips integrated with people who are suffering from certain neurological disorders or physical disorders like paraplegias and tetraplegics. Mm. I'm excited about this. I have always wanted to merge with machines. I feel like it's going to be a beautiful (laughs) relationship. Yeah. Um, (laughs) John, I want to know your opinion. How do you feel about it? Well, you know what? I was funny funny you say that because I was going to ask like, what is the purpose of these brain chips? And you already said that it's going to benefit people with uh, these uh, disorders. And look, I mean, I'm, I'm all for, um, modern day technology doing what to help those in need. So I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, sure, there might be some conspiracy theorists or some paranoid people that are being are being like, oh my God, you know, Elon Musk is going to spy on me. The government's going to spy on me with the brain chips. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, you know, no. Uh, if, uh, if, if he's saying that there's good intentions behind this, then... I will take him at his word and hope, just hope for the best. So I'm all for it. Now, my thoughts are the same thing that I hope is the best. And my brother is actually the one who sent me this story because he is concerned that I'm going to merge with machines and turn into the Terminator. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I would perfectly would be. But John, do you have a moment where you would want to integrate with technology, like a sci-fi moment that you maybe never told anybody about? Well, first of all, um, I am looking forward to the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Terminator podcast. So Ooh. that'll be nice to hear soon once you uh, become a Terminator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on me if you want to live. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do I want to merge with technology? Is that what you're asking? Do you want to or do you have any science fiction dreams of using technology in a more humanistic way? Whoa. My goodness, look at these questions that you're, you're, you're giving me right now. <laughs> I can't think, Andrew. I can't think. No. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the closest I can think of to science fiction is just being able to 
take part in inventions that will uh, benefit or make my daily life easier. So like, for example, if there's a way that I can teleport from one place to the other, rather than, you know, got to put gas in the car, got to drive out on those roads, which are risky if you live in New England, like I do, because it's wintertime. So I I think just a matter of convenience, just a matter of convenience from going from point A to point B. Uh, I mean, look, I know that this is and, but I would like to find a way to see what everybody's thinking. You know, I'd like to have sort of that Superman X-ray vision. Oh, that would be nice. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, a lot of us in our daily lives, for understandable reasons, we like to put up a wall. We like to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, be two-faced and and say what we think should be said as opposed to what we really think and feel. Um, so I think if there's a way to, um, you know, get into people's brains and just call out bullshit when you hear bullshit, that would be <laughs> awesome. Now, what would you use that for, like, career-wise? Would you use that as a career benefit? Um, yeah, certainly. Like, if there's a job interview that is really important to me and I don't want to wait like a week or two to find out if I got the job or not. Yeah. It would be nice to just get into the boss's head and, you know, see his or her thoughts on the performance that I did in that interview. So yeah, I I would, I would see, I I would think in that sense that it would be uh, beneficial. Okay. So who would be your arch nemesis if this was a power and a superhero thing? Oh, Lord. My arch nemesis. Yeah. I feel like they would have a power that you could define that would be hard for you to defeat. Any old person who's grumpy about technology and uh, and is way too nostalgic about how things used to be. Is that a good answer? That is a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, it's funny because when I was younger, I used to be very nostalgic, like middle school. Like literally when I was in middle school, I was already nostalgic about my earlier childhood. But then as I grew up, um, I started to find comfort in the present and the future. And now, um, sure, while it can be nice to have nostalgic moments, I feel like there are certain people, usually of the older generation, who tend to be like, oh, things were great back in the day and things suck now. Music sucks now. You know, the phones suck now. You could just call someone instead of text them. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like that. So I think that with all this advanced technology that I'm using, uh, the epitome of the grumpy old backwards-minded person is going to be my arch nemesis. John, I'm keeping you away from old folks' homes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember going to an old folks home uh, not too long ago and they were watching like a black and white Judy Garland movie or something. And look, I mean, hey, I, 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 I love old Hollywood. I respect that and I'm fascinated by it. But I don't know. I was just in that moment. I was just thinking of, of that as like, oh, God, like, have they ever seen a movie past 1936? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now. I am personally a Judy Garland fan, but it's yeah. because I'm a gay. It's, she's just one of our good Judys. But <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Judy Garland. Oh, my God. If I, if I had advanced technology powers, wouldn't it be great to bring Ju- Judy Garland back? You know what? That would be fantastic. Let me relive some of the movies that I never got to experience, but are just in the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I, you know, not even just Judy Garland. I think any like legend that died too soon. I think if we could find a way to create something that will bring them back and allow them to live 
a longer life that they deserved, great. I would I would love it. I would love it, but then I feel like there's going to be a good amount of them that will come back like, really, I have to relive this shit over again? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, how about this as a counterpoint? How about we bring them back at exactly the age that they were when they died so that they can just kind of pick up from there and see what the rest of their life could look like? See, now that would be fantastic. I feel like something grand would happen here. Like, Destiny is going to have to even out the universe since yeah. we brought them back. So maybe, like, let's say you bring back Judy Garland, but because she's back, glazed donuts no longer exist. Wow. Like, oh, you've got to give up something. So if Judy Garland was back, I have to give up something? Is that what you're saying? I'm, that's what I would think the universe would set this in motion. If we were able to have that happen, for you to bring back Judy Garland that something has to be lost that we already have. Taxes. Taxes would have to be lost. How about that? <laughs> Ooh, I'd support that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, is it is it fair? Because it is a good thing that would be lost. <laughs> it, it would be. I mean, no reincarnation without representation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Judy. We, 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 I mean, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm automatically thinking of Marilyn Monroe. Like, what would it be like if Marilyn Monroe, the, the young, uh, blonde sex symbol that she was in the movies and whatnot, what would it be like if she didn't die when she did? Like, how would she age? How, how would she continue her career? Like, what would she look like if she had to be put in a home at an old age? I mean, it's just, these are all the questions that go in my mind. I see. I want to know your mind. I like this destination that we're headed to. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, that, that was that, that was my thought. I was just finished. <laughs> I, just, I just want Marilyn Monroe and Judy Garland back on this earth. God damn it. <laughs> we'll bring them back. We will. We will bring them back. It's going to be a thing. People will be reincarnated soon. I believe it. And since we are not getting rid of glazed donuts, uh, if we could bring them back and have like a glazed donut hangout with them that would be awesome because I, I i think just having glazed donuts with judy garland one of the greatest gay icons ever and marilyn monroe who is definitely a sex symbol for a lot of straight guys and maybe could be a great a, a gay icon as well i mean I, I think i think it would just be great to have to have glazed donuts and, and like margaritas with them andrew yes it really would be i mean i have marilyn monroe's tits tattooed on my arm so are you serious it, oh 100 serious yes Right on my right arm, I have Marilyn Monroe's fantastic bust line tattooed on me. Now, are they covered tits or uncovered tits? They're covered, but with like a nice little, you know, tube top. So you can see the actual outline and beauty. Yeah. But I can still wear short sleeves while I work. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there, there you go. Well, uh, when I meet you in person, I'm going to have to see the tits on your arm. You will see. I mean, it's the funny thing, as a gay person, I have multiple pairs of breasts on my body. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious. But I love women and pinup girls. I think they just look great. They do. I agree. Speaking of looking up great, another story that somebody did send me. And this one, it's weird news. And I was very happy to get it. It made my day when I read it. And this is about two months ago. But in Dubai, they have beauty pageants for camels. And 40 camels were disqualified from an annual pageant because of Botox use. So, (laughs) I had to know what these pageants were about. And they grade the camels on their humps, their neck, their lips, 
the way they dressed, the way they're postured when they stand, and just the physical look of a camel, the bigger lips, the big nostrils and everything. So I was like, wait, we're using Botox on camels now. I read it. And then I had to ask you, John, what does the story make you think of right away when you first heard it? Well, it's enough that we're forcing these camels to be in something that they're either they either not want to be involved in or they're just confused about. So mm-hmm. on top of that, putting Botox on them. Oh, God. I don't know. It's just it's it's it, it just seems like a, a form of animal abuse in the weirdest way possible. I mean, yeah, I guess you like when you look at it, like if you see like a brief video of the pageant, it could come off as funny. But I mean, poor camels. I'm, I'm just thinking that, you know, hey, they would rather just be, uh, you know, sweating their ass off having someone ride them in a, in a dry desert as opposed to, you know, be the next Miss America or something. So um, I don't know. I mean, are, the, are these like female camels, male camels? Like what, what kind of camels are we talking about? Now, these camels are all different genders. They have male camels, female camels. The actual gender of the camel isn't the most important part of the actual display. It's just the body parts of the camel that are visible to the eye. Hmm. And are they wearing clothes? Some of the camels are dressed. There is dressing that goes involved with it. Some of them have drapery over their humps. Some of them have things on their legs, their necks, and their ears. Nothing that is actually pierced into the animal, but things that are decorative adornments for how this animal was raised. Mm. So I, I was reading into it when I got this story, and this one was sent over by Ashley. Thank you for sending this. This one, I thought it was interesting because we're doing all these things with cosmetics and body modification already. We see it in our daily lives. So to see it's being even pushed on animals, I was like, this is an interesting conundrum because there's parts of their culture where they would completely shun any kind of Botox treatment on a person, but they willingly have done this to animals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I I just imagine uh, myself getting Botox and how difficult it would be to go through that process and then to not be able to smile normally afterwards it's just uh no just poor camels man um so how many camels can enter the the competition over 200 they come from all over the regional area and out of those 200 they ultimately choose the camel version of miss america yeah <laughs> and, what would we call it miss hump universe ah yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Um, or Miss Cameltoe, right? No. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it's just they're kind of, they're, they're judged by their who has the, the biggest hump, who looks the most beautiful in a certain type of clothing. Uh, is there like a speaking part of the pageant where if they like, you know, have a certain beautiful sound, <laughs> they're judged positively because of that? 100% wish there was. I don't see that in the articles, but if there was, I would love to hear camels t- camels talk. Yeah. What would, I mean, uh, first of all, can can camels make sounds? Because I've never actually heard a camel make a sound. You know, I have never heard them make a sound either. I imagine it's like camel, 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 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. That was very different from what I was thinking. I was thinking they're... they're for some reason, I think that they make the same uh, noise that horses make when they're just like letting out a big, nasty sigh. You know what I mean? Like, like that. 
<laughs> okay, I can see that. Yeah, camels seem to have that perfect mouth where they would be able to make that noise successfully. You know what, John? I'm going to look it up. One day I will play a camel sound for you, and then we will see what it sounds like. Yay! Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for the next Mr. or Mrs. Camel Toe. <laughs> what if is Camel happens. Toe, by the way? Is Camel Toe, is that like a vagina-related thing? Like, what is Camel Toe? So, Camel Toe, from how I understand it, is like related to how a vagina would look with clothing that's very tight over it, where it actually looks like a physical camel's toe holding the clothing in. You see, I've never seen what a, what a camel toe, like an actual camel toe, looks like. So that's why I was always confused by the this terminology of camel toe. But uh, great, all right. So I guess, I guess if Tony, my girlfriend, wears uh, too tight clothing on her vajayjay, then I'll have to look out and be like, oh, hey, there's a camel toe. I, you know what? I'm not going to support that one, John. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if camel toe is a positive or bad thing when it comes to saying it to a person. Probably not. You know what? Uh, and I found out the same thing with muffin top. Like I thought, like, oh, hey, Tony, isn't that a nice, adorable muffin top that you have? And she's just like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. If you say somebody has a muffin top, you've called their mom a bitch. Very much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so yes, I I am the uh, unintentional uh guy who just cannot say the right things to to women it's un it's understandable john what you do is you speak to them they understand your language as opposed to what's completely said okay okay <laughs> all right so those are two of the articles that people sent over that really caught my attention i just want to talk about them thank you for sharing them with us um but here's the actual questions that came in in the mailbag. And I chose a good little handful. Anybody who didn't get their question read, I'm sorry. Not really. But I will make <laughs> sure that next time we get a chance to try to tackle yours as well. Um, this first question that I had come in. This person, I'm going to keep anonymous. They requested to be anonymous. So for the purposes of the letter, let's call you... Um, Joe Nuggets. Ruby. Oh, show nuggets. Oh, I, I said Joe, but show nuggets is fine too. I like Joe Nuggets. <laughs> okay, so Joe Nugget written, he said, Hi, Andrew. I like to remain anonymous. I'm having a small dilemma at the moment and was hoping you could give me some advice. You seem really knowledgeable. Thank you for that. I don't know. I can't co sign, but I'm a 23 year old black man, and I don't think I'll ever fully understand the typical idea of masculinity or people for that matter. I tried living up to it for a long time, and it had the side effect of almost killing me on different occasions. The problem is that I constantly feel like I'm forced to live within the boundaries of what other people want or expect me to be. It feels like no one understands that everything I want to do is for a reason, yet only some things are acceptable. I grew my hair out and got dreads as a symbol of me accepting who I am and coming to understanding that I have depression and to rebel against the box I'm supposed to be in. No one says anything. Okay, no one says anything about that. I want to get tattoos that I feel represent me. Once again, nothing I ask a few people about the idea of painting my nails. I skipped a sentence. I'm sorry. Once again, nothing. When I tell people I want to get tattoos, I ask a few people about different ideas that have been playing around in my head. One painting my nails. 
And instantly I get shit on saying that that's not what a man should do. You shouldn't do that at all. It's only going to bring you down and cause people to talk about you. Every time I tell people that these are the things I want to do for myself, I receive negative feedback. The only person that supported me were close friends and my girlfriend who actually get it. So here's my question. What's the problem? I'm stuck between the idea of, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want and don't tell me what to do from Rage Against the Machine, knowing who I am the whole time, or do I try to blend in with my family, find a comfortable level of masculinity in doing this without losing my mind? Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Joe, that's uh, very deep. It's very deep. John, I want to ask you, what would be your opinion on Joe's question so far? Well, uh, to me, it's just uh, a question of whether you want to be happy or not, because really, we can only be happy if we are being ourselves. And Joe can either choose to uh, be who he truly is and be happy and content as a result, or um, he could try to fit into that stereotypical view of masculinity and as much as he tries to be okay with it inside he is broken and that would certainly break my heart as well as i'm sure joe's heart if uh, he chose the latter option um i hate the word should you know ever since i got back into therapy like a little over a year ago andrew Mm -hmm. uh this idea of like what you should and shouldn't do it's it's just it's stupid you know there's no should or shouldn't it's like Joe kind of mentioned what he wants to do. You know, if you want to paint your nails, if you want to get these certain tattoos, if you want to display your personality in a way that uh, doesn't really fit into this stereotypical view of masculinity, then do it. Um, Now, given that, uh, sure, you know, maybe like you're in a religious setting within your family where you could be judged or looked at wrong or, Uh, called names. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy thing. Um, But that being said, I I would rather, if if it was me in his position, I would rather take on that difficult emotional challenge of getting to my true self, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to find some comfort zone where I'm pleasing people, but at the end of the day, I'm not pleasing myself so um yeah joe's story certainly breaks my heart and i can relate to it on a few levels here and there and i just hope that um he just gets to a place where he basically takes on the spirit of rage against the machine and just says fuck it like i'm, I'm gonna be who i am so i 100 agree joe i as someone who when I step out my front door every day, I have no idea what's going to happen. I can only do it caring about what I choose to care about and trying to care about what other people are going to think or say or do to what you do. It's just energy that you won't get back that you're devoting to people whose opinion doesn't matter. It's easy for me to say it because I've experienced it and I've lived it. So I know it's not going to be easy to put into practice if you're someone who has never done this before. Mm -hmm. But sometimes to just get up and say, fuck you, I'm going to get up and do what I want to do is more powerful than dwelling on how to make somebody else feel comfortable with your existence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and especially uh, the fact that he is 
he mentioned that he's a, a, a black man. Um, I mean, you know, you and I, Andrew, are black and we know that within our community, uh, there tends to be certain commonalities. Uh, there tends to be a, uh, a, a heavy uh, attachment to religion, particularly Christianity. Um, there tends to be uh, a love for like hip hop culture that promotes uh, sort of these like uh, tougher profane images and I would say that even though you know there's this perception that black people will vote Democrat I think what's really fascinating is that uh, like we could be liberal in the financial sense but in the social sense we are probably the most conservative minded community you know what I mean um like, 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 you know, Joe says, like, he feels like he should look a certain way. He feels like he should act a certain way. Um, you know, he's probably being told that, oh, you know, you'll, you'll be perceived as gay or, or womanly if you paint your nails. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the fact that he stressed that he's a black man is important because not only is it a matter of, you know, who you are and how comfortable you you are being who you are but it's also just the community the type of people that you have grown up around and sort of the, the the pressures that come with that yes there's pressures that are there that are specifically defined for a black person where it's you're trying to fit in but then you know at the same time you've been ingrained with this just past history of knowledge that you standing out is only going to cause a problem and yeah. people are still reacting from that generational trauma, which is, it's painful to witness, watch, and then experience all at the same time. Yeah. Well, Joe, I really do hope that what we've said helps. Honestly, for myself at the end of the day, one of the things that has helped me get to a point in my life where I can just walk out the door and not have as much of a response as I used to to people with negative <laughs> criticism is just knowing that I can't see any of that from my house once I get back inside. Yeah. Once I get back inside and I've accomplished who I am and what I'm going to do, I build a life that works for me. And at least the solace I can take inside myself. And then therapy is another huge benefit. Working on myself to make myself happy, help create a barrier where it doesn't even bother me what other people think anymore. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Well, if if Joe isn't in therapy, then uh, look, I, I as someone who has been in therapy, and Andrew, you probably advocate for this as well, since you're you're also in therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely it's definitely great to uh, you know get all these feelings and frustrations out. So yes, it feels good. And when you find if you find a therapist, if you go look for a therapist, anybody who's interested in looking for one. Find the therapist that works for you. Yep. I, it can feel weird shopping around, talking to different people about personal things. But once you find the person who fits what you need, you'll get the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'll say my therapist is unique in that she's not like the stereotypical therapist that just like robotically listens silently 
while you just go on and on and on and on. Uh, she'll react as if you're just talking to your friend, you know? Um, she has that nice balance of having those genuine human reactions, but also giving very helpful therapeutic responses. So, um, yeah, get to your point, Andrew, if you could just find someone that you click with, that you feel really gets you, uh, that that makes all the difference in the world. Okay. I love it. I hope everything goes well. I love an update, Joe. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to go to our next question. Uh, this one is a little messy, and I love messy questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, This one was actually sent to me through Facebook. Uh, Dwayne, who is the person who sent this in, doesn't want to remain anonymous. So, Dwayne, I hope you are not involved in this situation because now people will know about it. Um, but the question is, I went on vacation. Sorry. There are two best friends that live together. They planned a vacation for themselves and their boyfriends to go to Cancun. However, on their trip to Cancun, they decided to swap boyfriends for fun. Mind you, this happened a year ago, and then came the drama. Here's the drama. They found out that both of them were still seeing each other's boyfriend after they returned home. Mm. Mm, Right. Unfortunately, they never mentioned it to each other and kept doing life as usual. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, no one said a word until a text was read. Of course, you already know what the drama must have looked like after this text message came out. In case it will help with your state of wisdom on the matter, they are still roommates at this time. All four of these these people are roommates. All four of these people are roommates. Wow. So the question is, do you think they should throw their relationship away, put it on pause, or try to work things out? Um, extra information, there is currently a lot of fault finding at this point, and one physical fight took place at a club. Between who? Um, it doesn't say between who. So now I want to know, Dwayne, tell me who. Who fought? Yeah. God damn. I, well, I guess the first question would be, what was the motivation to swap boyfriends during that vacation? Was it, you know, each of... So, so uh, I'm sorry. Was it uh, the, the women or the men that had the idea of swapping? So it says two best friends. Dwayne says two best friends, which this letter is a little vague. So I, I would love a little more information, but it says two best friends that are living together went on a vacation with their boyfriends. And then I guess the best friends swapped their boyfriends. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it looks like it was the the other half's decision and then the boyfriends just went along with it because, I don't know, new pussy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, yeah, because I wonder, like, were they just thinking, like, oh, huh, this would be a, a, a fun, adventurous, risque thing? Or was it more towards like, oh, you know, both of the friends were kind of feeling uh, bored in their relationship and just wanted something to spice things up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would think that if they knew themselves and their boyfriends well enough, maybe they would have thought twice before swapping uh, because... I'd like to think that if they knew beforehand that, oh, yeah, this is going to be like a dry, casual, 
you know, no strings attached thing. Like we're not going to have any feelings. It'll just be a night of fun and then we'll move on. Then, okay, sure. Do what you want to do. But uh, if they're the type of people, both the best friends and the boyfriends that could easily get emotionally attached, then uh, yeah. Is that they're on the down low with the other (laughs) friend's boyfriend. I do wish that there were expectations set here. I feel yeah. like that's what one of the issues. Like, if you're gonna have like a sex fluid friendship with a friend, fine. If you're gonna do like a little swinger swap thing, fine. But I feel like expectations were not set here of what was okay and what wasn't okay. Yeah, yeah. The great point. Great point. I actually didn't think about that until now. Uh, yeah. If if they had talked beforehand and said. Hey, just to make clear, to make sure that this is only okay for the vacation. And then once we come back, like everything's back to normal. Uh, yeah, I think that would have gone a long way rather than just say like, oh, vacation and see what happens. Yeah, this is a, it's a very specific situation. I'm, I'm, I wonder how this conversation took place to first even get us here that you guys were contemplating sleeping with each other's boyfriends. Like, is there something that you were hoping to get out of it or was it like you said john just like oh it's brand new let's just try it out because i yeah it's concerning that you're also still living together yeah. and on top of that there was a fight so the only thing i can think of in this situation is maybe everybody should put everything on pause and redefine what the boundaries of are your friendship that would be a good idea yeah, yeah. um yeah i couldn't imagine still living with you know my best friend or the other boyfriend blah 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 like you know with all this happening i would be terribly terribly uncomfortable if all this drama was happening and yet we still had to live under the same roof every day yeah i just don't understand if i'd be able to work through this and say hey i can live with you after we've gotten into a fight we have all this drama I'm afraid that you're going to put something in my Cheez-Its and I just don't want this to happen. Yeah. This is where the value of like having a sit down, having a conversation amongst all four of them. Sure. Difficult, uncomfortable. I know. Uh, However, it seems like, especially if they're preferring to keep the living situation the way it is, uh, you know, if you guys want to prevent a fight or not bite each other's heads off every day, then yeah, I think just having a conversation amongst all four, just getting everything out there, how we feel about the situation, and and maybe if we need to establish like new rules, new boundaries, or whatever. Like, I think that would that would go a long way. Okay, I think that'll work. I mean, would you ever see yourself in a situation, John, where you would be that openly fluid with your relationship or friendships? Nah, not. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I mean, I I can't speak to myself like ten or fifteen years from now. As of now, at the present moment. Uh, no, no. I, I think it just all goes back to my insecurities mm-hmm. uh, physically as a guy. <laughs> Not only is it just an emotional thing, like, oh, you know, I like to have that, you know, private one-on-one companionship with my girlfriend. We have a special connection. And, you know, to, to share that with somebody just seems very odd. Uh, so, yeah, so there's just, there's that, and there's also just like, oh God, the guy probably has a bigger dick, and he probably like can last longer. So it's, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to like for all those reasons. I think I would be very content with just keeping it, you know, monogamous. 
Okay. Completely understandable. I can completely understand it. I've always wondered what it is for like couples on the straight end of the spectrum and how it is when it brings in another partner. You're like, well, how do we have these conversations? Because in the gay world, I can't say it's easier, but I can definitely say it's a lot more blunt with some of the apps that we use. But I've never known for the straight world. Yeah. I will say, though, I was on the other end of this. In other words, back when I was single, uh, I was flirty, sexting-ish with uh, a girl who was in a relationship with a guy, but they decided to keep it open. Um, And, you know, it was fun. It was fun. And, you know, me and the girl got really close to, like, actually meeting up and, and getting sexual. Uh, for some reason, our schedules just never matched up, so it never happened. We just kind of kept it to, you know, flirty, uh, dirty texts and pictures. <laughs> uh, and uh, then she just dropped a bombshell before you know it. She said, oh, actually, me and my boyfriend uh, had a nice long talk and decided that we would both be comfortable being monogamous, that we just want to just kind of go back to that and we want to get married and yada, yada, yada. And it was just this weird thing of like, oh, God. You know, I, I felt like I was being dumped, you know, oh, it was, no. yeah, it just felt weird. It was like, I'm being dumped. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, I mean, I kind of understood that this girl was already in a relationship and that the boyfriend was always going to be first preference. But yeah, it, it did get have that feeling of just like, you know, being dumped, being rejected, being left by the side of the road. Um, and I think uh, knowing how I f- felt about situations like that, I, I think it just kind of... Um, uh, clarified in my head about what kind of uh, companionship I'm looking for, and it's just it's old fashioned. <laughs> it's like a, I just I I just would like to you know be in love with one girl and spend the rest of my life with her, and, and that's kind of a, that, that's kind of what I have right now. So okay, so that's awesome relationship goals, John. Yeah. <laughs> so another question we have in here. Um, this one actually comes from a mental health group that I'm a part of, and it's something that I really enjoyed getting fatuated with through the app Telegram. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like WhatsApp, but they do group messages. People create groups for themes, different things. So if you're interested, hopping onto Telegram, get into it. They're not sponsoring me. That's all you're going to get. Yeah, I've heard but, of WhatsApp. I haven't, I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, it's like a fun little app. But if you want to check out the groups in there, I would recommend just browsing and then finding a niche that works for you and getting into it. Um, The group that I am part of, it's a support group for men of color who find themselves outside the boundaries of what would be heteronormative. So it's not just meant for people of queer identification. It's just for anybody who feels they don't fall into that heteronormative guideline group. Uh. And um, one of the questions came in there from a man named Keith, and he asked specifically, on the days that you're struggling with your mental health or you're just exhausted, what do you do to get yourself motivated to complete your day? And what what do you think about that, John? Well, um, hmm. <laughs> well, it used to be jogging. <laughs> Like, like during, uh, especially during like the, 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 the nicer times of the year, I live in Vermont. So of course, you know, we're known for uh, very awful weather, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it was exercise uh, at one point. I, I, I loved the high of, of jogging and listening to music that would just get me in a very pumped up, more positive mood um, as time went by. And I just was exercising less and less. Um, as far as the rough days, God, man, it just, it, I guess it depends on the day. Mm -hmm. uh, some days it could just be like, if I'm at work and I'm stressed and overwhelmed, it could just be the comforting thought of knowing that I can just come home at the end of the day, relax, unwind with my girlfriend and some of our dogs in bed, watch TV, drift off to sleep. So something simple like that would be nice. Um, you know, if it's like a Monday or mm -hmm. I would say Wednesday, rather i'd be like oh two days until friday so something like that uh so really yeah it just depends on the day i don't think there's like for for me at least i'm just speaking for myself there isn't really like one set thing that i always go to it just really depends on what's going on in that day what is within my mind frame um and that's what i would i i guess i guess i would say to this person is just you know it depends on the day it, it, you know you, you may find that you know you want to do this uh, specific thing one day to get yourself out of the funk okay. another, another day could be different now I, I would say that you know if you're in a funk uh what i found valuable from therapy is journaling uh journaling those thoughts and uh, reminding yourself that it's okay to think these things, to feel what you're feeling. Uh, that for me, like has been very relieving when I've been able to just like jot down on my iPhone notes that, Oh God, I feel frustrated. I feel depressed. I feel this and that. And this is why I'm feeling this way. And it's okay that I'm feeling this way. So yeah, I, I, I'd say if uh, this guy's not journaling, then that, that could be a, a good way to um, kind of, uh, God, uh, ride through the pain. <laughs> if that makes any sense, that makes sense. You know, I I'm gonna try a little bit of that, John. I, I am journaling. Yeah, I've never journaled before, and I feel like that could be something awesome. Yeah, it's you know, like okay, I I'm gonna be honest. I talk to myself all the fucking time out loud. Uh, I do it in the car. I do it at home. If there's nobody around, like I, I do a lot of self-talk. So I thought, um, and, and you know what, in a way like self-talk can be therapeutic to just get all of your shit out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when Barbara introduced me to journaling, I mean, there's just nothing like, you know, being able to just sit with your thoughts for a bit, figure out what you're going to write down, write it down. And as you're writing it down, you just sort of like feel this weight just getting lighter and lighter and lighter. You know what I mean? Like whether, I don't know, whether it's self-talk or just writing everything down, it's, 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 it makes a big difference, you know, going from, you know, having all these thoughts like stuck in your head and it's going to get to a point where you're going to blow up and explode versus, you know, just kind of like letting them gradually, come out through self-talk or journaling so that's i don't know <laughs> that's something that's helped me okay i for me it's been doing a positive affirmation in the morning yeah when i don't feel like i want to get out of bed uh, my therapist and i have worked on this for a while because there was just moments and times where i would just wake up and i wouldn't even pay attention to what's in my surroundings she would ask me what did i do at the beginning of my day and I couldn't tell her 
I would just know I brushed my teeth, I got in the shower, and I walked out my door. Uh-huh. And then the days where I felt very sad or I didn't want to get up where I'm just like, I don't want to fucking do it today. I just don't have the energy. She told me to look around in my bed and don't even move and just look at what's around you. These are the things that you surrounded yourself with because you worked for them. And it helps me at least get that first foot on the floor out of the bed. Because if I can do that, the rest of it gets easier. Yeah. You know, my, my therapist as well, she was very, um, she, she's, she's been very particular about the importance of being aware of your present surroundings. And for a while, I just never understood the relationship between like my feelings and, you know, noticing that there's a painting in front of me. Like I, I just could never understand the relationship between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, as you just go along, I think it's just a great antidote to just being in your head all the fucking time and i am just a first class you know overthinker uh, i think sort of the both positive and negative thing about self-talk probably more so negative is that like you know because it's just with me like it 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 it, it very much allows me to you know get more in my head and and dive into all these different scenarios that i'm thinking about and blah 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 so um yeah you know i think when i realized that man and being in my head so much i really am not aware of what's around me i'm really not paying attention to you know the direction i'm driving in or whatever i mean i you know i think once i started paying more attention to that it really made a difference on 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 my state of mind and how i feel so see the power of mental health it is real y'all yeah so john this is gonna take us to the end of the show um which I've enjoyed having you. I really have just talking yeah. in a different forum. I hope you enjoyed it. I, you know what? I, I, I gotta say it's, it's great to talk like this. It's very, uh, I mean, you know, the kind of show that you and I do Andrew on my podcast. Uh, it's, it's, it's obviously, you know, very fast paced and very quirky and silly and, and probably sometimes, you know, stupid, but you know, we have fun. Um, so I like, I like this kind of podcasting where you can just have a conversation. It, it kind of takes the the pressure off, you know, feeling like you have to entertain. And um, I think it's just always nice to, you know, just get into deep topics and just become genuine and serious sometimes. And so this is great, man. I, I enjoy it. And I, I hope to be back again sometime. I'll definitely have you back again. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that whoever's listening to this in like 2056, if the world's not all water, I hope that you're enjoying this. I hope that you do. Yeah. Um, But what I do before I let somebody leave, every time you are here, I ask you to drop a gem for every person who listens. And a gem, it could be something as simple as don't microwave a boiled egg because it'll explode. (laughs) Or it could be something super specific and helpful. So if you leave one gem for anybody listening, John, what would that be? John? I'm here. I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's okay. okay. Uh, Yeah, I I forgot that, like, when we're doing this kind of a thing that, yeah, I mean, you know, you you don't see me thinking. So it it does sound like you lost me. (laughs) It's okay. No (laughs) rush. Take your time. (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I think that. Anytime, I guess the gem I would kind of like to wrap things up with is anytime you 
wake up in the morning and realize a certain thing that will make you happy for that particular day, do it. There's nothing like happiness. There's nothing like having a laugh, a sense of pure joy, contentment. So that's what I would say, you know? It's, it kind of goes back to just like, oh, live every day like it's your last. Yeah, it sounds very cliche, but really, um, I mean, my God, if we could all just wake up every day and do at least one thing, whether big or small, that makes us happy, you know, what, 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 what a different world we would live in, you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, toxic, negative, bitter energy that's going on in the world today. And maybe it's a, a lot of it is centered around the fact that we just don't wake up and remind ourselves like, hey, I have the right to be happy. I have the right to, um, you know, just be content with my life. So if that makes any sense, I, I, I'd say, you know, that's the gem I want to go out with is just wake up and think to yourself, okay, what's one thing today that I can do that'll make me happy? Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, John, for sharing. Thank you for being here. Please let everybody know how they can find you. Absolutely. Well, um, you can find uh, me uh, and in a sense, Andrew as well, since you're uh, my co-host on The Anything Show with John Francois. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, Instagram, TikTok at Anything Show Francois. The Anything Show with John Francois is also on YouTube. Uh, like I said, if you're into the, sort of the, like that quirky morning radio energy where we talk about 56 million different topics, uh, listen to some funny viral videos, talk about celebrity gossip, uh, interview some amazing uh, guests from fellow podcasters to comedians, actors, authors, things like that, then I would uh, recommend you tune in to The Anything Show with Jean-Francois with uh, my co-host Andrew Vandertunt, who also hosts a very lovely podcast that I've been fortunate enough to be on right now, Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much an gist how you can follow me and it's always it's always nice to, to talk to you like this andrew it really is i've enjoyed it thank you john again thank you that's gonna be it <laughs>